Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And welcome to 2022. Yeah, man, it's felt like a long time coming. It feels like it's been a fucking year yeah, since I know, we've right? done one of these. Uh, and out of the gate, we're doing Whiplash. Yeah, man. Um, I kind of, like I said, I knew that this movie was about drumming. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, that it was like an academy and all that, you know, and it's like the most prestigious one in the country. Because mm-hmm. uh, after watching this, it made me think about it. Because fun fact, everybody, uh, I was actually in band in middle school. Were you really? Yeah. So I kind of got like a bunch of fucking PTSD. Because <laughs> like, like my my uh, middle school band teacher, he's gonna remain nameless because he's the piece of shit that would sue. Right. Um, but he was one of those guys that was like Mr. Holland's opus type shit. Like mm-hmm. he thought he could save every kid through music type shit. But he was a he was a real asshole too. <laughs> like oh, so you lived in this movie? Yeah. No. No. Not like nah. 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 <laughs> that motherfucker would have touched me. That would have been game over. But like <laughs> that was what I could not fucking believe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll get to that. But like um. No, just the fucking the stress and the, you know, I didn't give a fuck about music because I mm-hmm. played sports. I was only in band because you had to have an elective and I didn't want to be in fucking chorus and I didn't want to learn how to make fucking napkin holders and wood shops. So yeah. I took band. Right. And my mom was like, oh, my God, that'll be so cool. You can do band. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I wanted to be on the drum like the percussion people. I, that's I, what I thought you were going to. That's what you were. Nope. You're a horn. <laughs> Alto saxophone, baby. Uh. Hey, saxophone. You can play oh, sax? I'm sexy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can still play that, bitch. Fucking Bill Clinton up in here. Oh, man. I wish I slayed as much pussy as Bill. <laughs> but um, but this came out in 2014. And Story it's J.K. Simmons. Miles Teller. And the director, Damien Chazelle. So this is his experience from music school. Okay, That's why see, he wrote this movie. Yeah, this movie is very... Um, like I said, dude, I, I, I really enjoyed it just because I had no idea what these fucking kids go through to be. And like, you know what I mean? Like classical music is not a a big thing anymore to, mm. to most people. Well, this is jazz, not classical. Well, you know what I mean? But yeah. I was just saying, like, people don't really listen to real music like this anymore. So you're already. Yeah, they do, but it's just jazz has never been like the. Well, what's his name? J.K. Simmons is supposed to be like this phenomenal fucking piano player, right? And like he's, in his circle, though, right? That's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. So he's like a rock star in the jazz community, right? right? But the jazz community is so fucking small. And he talks about, and I thought I like that part about it too, because they really do talk about how jazz has kind of died. Like, yeah. And that's what J.K. Simmons is like. That's why I push you fuckers so hard because mm-hmm. I'm keeping jazz alive. I'm doing something about it. Because like, mm-hmm. when you're watching the movie. It starts off it, with uh, Miles Teller just beating the shit out of a drum set yeah. for hours in a fucking studio that looks like it has no AC. He's in there sweating bricks, dude, and you could tell he's he's hurting. Like he's got his shit wrapped up from the blisters, and you know he wants this shit. You know, right. so right away it, it's very uh, intense to the fact that this is this kid's dream. You know, right? Uh, fun fact: Miles. Teller actually knows his way around a drum set. So you, that's oh, why the director. Yeah, you couldn't have bullshitted your way right. do this movie. Yeah. With, you know what I'm saying? Not knowing. Like, I couldn't have sat down and did this movie. <laughs> like, the acting, maybe, but not the fucking. I wouldn't have been believable. Yeah. Because I don't have enough rhythm in my yeah. body for that. <laughs> but uh, J.K. Simmons comes in and he's like uh, working on the. Uh, fuck, I forget what they called it. The swing. Yeah. The whatever swing. Two time swing or yeah. uptown up to swing, some shit like that. But it's like a thing that only a couple drummers can do or right. whatever, well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I'm hurt. I'm looking for players. He's like, did I tell you to stop playing? And he's like, and he starts like, you know, fucking looking cool. Like he's trying to fucking he show playing off. again. And yeah. He's like, uh, I told you to keep playing and you turned into a fucking, uh, a wind up monkey. A wind up monkey. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, damn, that's brutal. I love the way they open this movie. It's so good. And it does. And it does set the tone for the rest of it, which yeah. is, like I said, uh, this is a really good pick, bro. I don't know what made you want to start the year off with this. I one, have bro. a trilogy that I'm doing. It's called the Obsession Trilogy. Okay. Whiplash, uh, Black Swan, and then Neon Demon is like the real reason I wanted to do this trilogy because I watched it last year and I was like, I love this movie, mm-hmm. but it pairs so well with these okay. other movies. So I figured I'd start out light. We get a little weird with Black Swan and then fucking go in chaos and Neon Demon. Yeah, I've seen Black Swan, but it was a while. It was like when it came out. I figured it would be a good Darren Aronofsky movie to talk about. Yay. Revisit. Love Darren Aronofsky. Oh, I know. He's like your favorite director, right? He's got such a good movie. (laughs) One movie. One movie. The Wrestler. (laughs) Some, Some people are so like split on that guy. You either love him, you hate him, you like one of his movies, and everyone has a different movie that they love from him. I, I like the movies that he almost did more than the movies he's actually did. <laughs> Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Bat, uh, Darren Aronofsky Batman. That would be crazy. Dude, if Bill Murray would have been Batman, bro. What? <laughs> what? And, and Darren, Eddie Murphy would have been Robin? And Aronofsky directed it? Oh my God. That's a movie I want to see. That's like Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, Superman. Uh, Superman. Yeah. yeah I would have just, I would have loved Nick Cage flying. I just want to see it. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like we could get this done. Like, it's right. not like Nick Cage has a lot going on. <laughs> Apparently. Actually, he has a lot going on. Yeah. I, yeah. That's true. I have Nick Cage's lined up for days. He's got 50, 50 movies a year he's putting out, but I'm saying he <laughs> could probably make room for a good one yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> I actually ain't gonna lie, bro. From looking at the cover of that fucking Badlands thing, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see it just for it, it's a samurai sword dog, and then like it looks like the apocalypse. Like I'm like, I, we're gonna watch it. They're gonna suck me in, bro. <laughs> I know it, dude. <laughs> Even when I bought Willy's Wonderland, I was thinking back on it. I was like, God, that movie was a fucking weird movie, dude. Yeah, but I just need to have it in my Nick Cage Renaissance collection. You're keeping him in house. I am. You are definitely keeping his career alive. Uh, so, fun fact about me is I was actually in like some kind like guitar class in high school. It's not to this extent. Right. But, uh, oh, I did the whole nines. We had to wear the fucking shirts and the cummerbunds and go to fucking places and play and, you know, like be in like competitions and shit. Yeah. Mine was like the complete opposite of this movie is, uh, I was in guitar class and the teacher kind of cared at the beginning, but then realized nobody else cared. They just wanted to shred on their guitar. So he kind of gave up. So like we would go into class, he would like write an assignment on the board and then just go in his office. Like he gave no fucks. <laughs> and it was in high school? It was in high school. Yeah. Nice. Which is really weird. Like to have a guitar class in high school. I've never seen that before. Yeah. But, I mean, that's new. But, uh, that's cool though. But my friends were into metal. Did you get an A? I don't even remember. I think I was the only fucking C's because you didn't want to learn the basics. I think that's what he said. Like, you just have to show up and you'll pass. Like, 
um but my friends were guitar player or uh, metal guitar players and they were just made me feel inferior i had this cheap guitar that i bought from a pawn shop and it hurt my hands to play it and these guys are just shredding like crazy i'm like well i guess i'm not meant to do this <laughs> so so i just gave up on guitar you could have been ronnie james dio but this yeah. kid's fucking into that i didn't movie. have miles teller's drive like this nobody movie. has miles teller's drive in this fucking movie <laughs> that's why i say uh so anyway, so he looks up again and he takes it serious. And at that point, J.K. Simmons is gone. Yeah. So they go to uh, it cuts to him going to the movies with his dad. And there's a really pretty girl behind the concession stand. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have the courage to flirt with her. Goes into the movie. Watches the movie with his dad. Then it goes back to the next day. He's in his class. Well, he's not even the drummer. He's the backup drummer. Yeah. And he's not even in the band that's the one that they put out as the dog and pony when they go to competitions. Right. That's J.K. Simmons' band. Apparently, that's not a real thing. Like a backup drummer. Like it's just something he kind of put in the movie. A backup percussionist? Yeah. Probably not that would just stand out there and stuff. Yeah. There are people. I'm sure there's people standing off the sideline, but not sitting like directly behind you like that. Right. In competition. Um, no, they'd probably be off stage. Right. Like, in case you need a stick or, you know, whatever. But somebody has to turn the pages for real, though. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? But, yeah, the, it, they, they did that at my middle school and in high school. I would imagine that they had they had what we were in was concert band. And that was just the kids that were taking it to get a fucking grade. Right. Like me. And then you had the symphonic band. Which was like his fucking pets, like the kids that were trying to get into college for music. Oh, see. So that's what I'm saying. And like this guy was a great teacher as far as that was concerned because his kids, like if they came to him and they were like, these motherfuckers would work. You know, most of us like that was most of our grade was we had to say we practiced Mm -hmm. our instrument. Yeah. But none of us got any fucking better. So he's like, how much practicing can y'all be doing? And that was like 60% of our grade. Well, I didn't even feel like fucking lying. I just didn't fill them out. Like, so every year I'd be getting like a fucking C in band. And my mom's like, how fucking hard is it to get an A in band? <laughs> like, you don't fucking do math well. Like, can you at least get an A in the fucking dumb In the shit? arts. Yeah. She's like, you get a fucking A in PE every time. They ain't got to tell you to go out there and play a fucking ball, do they? And I'm like, damn, mom. I was like, this shit sucks. I don't like it. She made me stay in that shit all through fucking middle school. She's good. You had a good mom. She made you stick with it. I hated that shit. Dude. Yeah. But anyways, like, so like I said, I, it made me think back to that because that's how them kids in symphonic band were. They took that shit serious because yeah. they wanted to do that right. with their lives. And we were just like, whatever. We're 13. We don't give a fuck about none of this. I wish I would have been more passionate about something like this when I was younger. Like, I wish I had that one thing that I was obsessed with. That's how I was with football yeah. until I got to high school and I saw what it was going to take to get to college. Right. And I realized that I didn't have that fucking You don't drive. have to live, eat, breathe, sleep right. football mentality. I, I like fucking hanging out with people. I like enjoying substances. Like, I enjoy women. Like, I don't want to fucking be doing, and that's what it takes, bro. Like, you have to eat, sleep, and live that fucking shit. Right. And that's what these kids are doing in this movie. Mm -hmm. And Miles Teller's, uh, it's a crazy scene that, like, you could tell he really liked that girl. But J.K. Simmons tells him, like, motherfucker, if you want to be my drummer, you you got to eat, sleep, and breathe this shit. Right. If you fuck up once, you're gone. I understand the girlfriend element that's in this movie because he he meets this girl, takes her out on a date, they date for a little bit, and then he's like, I need to focus on drumming and you're distracting me, and then he breaks up with her. I kind of feel like you could take that out 
and it wouldn't really affect the movie that much. But I understand why it's there. It's to show you how much he cares about drumming that he does like doesn't even want to be in a relationship with this girl that he no because he said he wants to be the best right, musician right, right. of all time, and he's like I don't have time to be dating anybody. That's what I'm saying. I he's understand like, why it's there. I just don't feel like it needs to be there. I thought it showed a lot about his character because he said, and if I'm being honest, if you'll tell me, hey, maybe you should chill out on the drumming and spend some time with me. He's like, and I'll probably start resenting you for even asking me to stop. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the solution that like, I'm trying to let you out of this now, but you're going to piss me off even though I'm having to let you know. Like, right. I, don't, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that scene because yeah. it showed what he was willing to sacrifice Yeah, no, for. I get why it's there. Um, I just... But anyway, so J.K. Simmons, the first fucking day, mm-hmm. throws a fucking chair at his head, <laughs> smacks him in the fucking face like five fucking times. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck my schooling at that point. <laughs> I don't care if I have to play piano at a fucking Hooters. Like, <laughs> Ain't nobody going to slap me like a fucking like that five fucking times, bro. I would have took one of them drumsticks and shoved that shit in his neck. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that, but. Yeah, this isn't. It's he not. He takes it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does for the love. But this which, is all movie exaggeration that would never happen in a real school. I mean, there's people people in the past not necessarily with band. <laughs> That's a new one for <laughs> me. But you know. Uh, anyways. So J.K. Simmons, but like that's like I guess like his reputation is he puts you through hell, but he makes you the best, right? And you get a job working for an orchestra or some fucking huge company that that so, keeps people. So how do you feel about the teaching method? Do you feel that's necessary? Or? I feel like I feel like a great coach, a great teacher of any kind, they're gonna find what works for you. Mm-hmm. If you're the type of person that pushes back, yeah. And they need to be coached like that. They need to be talked to like that. Like some people react to that, you Mm -hmm. know, and you can get what you need out of them that way. Right. But some people shut down. Some people aren't built like that. Yeah. Like I'm the kind of person, if you start critiquing me and yelling at me, it makes me shut down. It makes me not want to do it. You're not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm just like, well, fuck everything about this because I don't want to. But the little bit of encouragement. But see, there's a fine line like. That's I know. I said it's a. Gr- that's the difference between a normal teacher and yeah. a great one because yeah. a great one is going to know how to motivate you. Yeah. How to get you where you need to be. I like constructive criticism. Right. Like this is good, but here's how it can be better. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I like it, but this and this yeah. needs to change. This needs to go. Whatever. Right. You can be firm without being being an asshole. Being brutal. You know what I mean? Like being heavy handed with it. Yeah. But some people, like I said, like some people are stubborn. Mm-hmm. They want to do it their fucking way. Yeah. And they need to be told, like, look, man, the way you're doing it is wrong. Yeah. If you want to be where you want, like, I have the credentials, I'll tell you. I can get you there, but you have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And if still, then sometimes you have to put it, but never fucking put hands on No, people. no, no. I'm not you know talking I mean? about but, the, but just being so. I had a coach that would take his whistle and hit that shit on my helmet and the fucking ring through it. Yeah. Like, there was a time that I just looked at him. And he knew, like, he fucked up, and he would just stop doing it after that. But, yeah. like, he, that he did it to everybody for so long that he just thought it was okay. But, yeah. like, yo, bro, I'm fucking twice your size. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I respect my elders, but not a lot of people, or some people don't believe in that shit. Like, if you touch me, I don't give a fuck who you are or how Respect you your are. elders to a certain extent. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. And, like, now kids are raised a lot differently. Everyone gets a trophy. Everybody's special. Everybody has purpose and meaning. Yeah. I think there 
it needs it doesn't need to be to the extent of this movie but it doesn't need to be giving everyone a trophy there's like the line between right. this movie and how we're handling it that there needs to be but anyways i just thought it was really crazy because like i've had coaches i've had shit like that in my past that like they want that they expect that greatness mm-hmm. from you like our coach in high school if you're five seconds late the doors are shut you're done yeah you're not you're not coming in here now was it ever a fucking star player that got left outside? Fuck no. But right. <laughs> somebody get left outside. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it sends a message at the same time, you know, but that motherfucker had put up the numbers and he's won that many championships. And that's why, because he demands that excellence out of you. He knows what it takes to win. I actually was watching a, uh, a video on this and it was talking about the, how a coach handles certain players. Like you have these two players mm-hmm. And you have like the star player and then you have your average player. Well, the coach often gives the star player all this attention Mm -hmm. and the star player loves the attention and wants to push himself better. But you have this average player that's not getting the attention that, you know, he probably needs and he doesn't feel like he's as good as a star player. So his motivation declines, declines, declines as the opposite is happening with the star player is his confidence is growing and growing because he's getting all this attention. But it really needs to be like switched is you don't need to give the star player. He has all the motivation. You need to give these average players the motivation to be better, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference as far as sports as the other things because sports even coaches know they know who's going to be oh they know who's going to be doing this shit professionally Mm -hmm. and they know who's just doing this to get by right but i'm glad we're talking about sports because this movie is basically the sports of music Music, yeah yeah so for sure it's very like parallel. Well, that's why I got, I mean, like I said, I was in band, so I got some of the lingo and the reads. Like, I got to remember that shit. Mm-hmm. Having to wet that fucking thing for the saxophone, but you can't get it too wet. You can only use that bitch two times and then you got to <laughs> toss it. Yeah. And I felt bad, man, because like, it is a lot about like, like these kids that I was in band with, their parents have money. So they show up with brand new shit from Carlton's and Music Center and all that. And their shit's shiny. And I didn't have it like that. My mother worked all the time mm-hmm. luckily my cousin played saxophone in high school that's why i played saxophone i see it wasn't my choice it was that was the instrument that was around uh, i see <laughs> so but even still my mother with the free saxophone like she had to buy the reeds for it this mm-hmm. for it uh, it had the little tips or whatever you had to put on the motherfucker and like you know you had to get it cleaned and shit all this shit added up music books fucking you know what i mean like it's not meant for single parent homes to do that shit like yeah that's what i noticed about guitar class too is i didn't appreciate did you look at all those kids in that movie like not one of those fucking kids look like they came from the struggle i know right he of course looks like the worst one off because he's only got his dad because his mom like died or left but the thing about drums is you have to be kind of well off to have them because you need the room and you need the money for drums Mm -hmm. so Oh, and like it helps. Not everyone can just proof room too. Exactly, because your neighbors will call the cops on you for this shit after mm-hmm. a while. Um, so you have to be a little well off. Because I want to play the drums, but even as an adult, I don't have the room right. to put drums. That drum set would take up this fucking room, right? And then by the time you did soundproof it again, yeah. But I do admire Miles Teller's character because I, I have always thought he's a good actor. Yeah, I, yeah, there, yeah, I've thought it back to the movies I've seen him in, and there's really only one I don't like. 
and it's the Fantastic Four movie, and mm-hmm. it's not because of him I don't like it. It's just an atrocious movie. Right, right, right. Um, no, he's a great actor, and he did a good job in this movie. I think this is one of his best movies. That movie, 21 and Over, I fucking love that movie. He is hilarious in that shit. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, man, we might, I might put that on the list for you. It's <laughs> funny as hell. Um, him and the kid from Pitch Perfect are in it. They're mm-hmm. best friends who don't really hang out, but like they're together for that night. It's kind of hangover-ish. It's, it's yeah. funny, though. Oh, okay. he's gold in it. Like, he plays the best wingman in that movie. <laughs> um, but I envy his character because I don't have that one thing that I'm passionate about. I'm a very like um, a jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm into so many things that I wish I had that one thing that I was obsessed about right. that I trained all the time. Right. Like I love graphic design, but even I get a little burnt out on that. You know, I think you have a great assortment of it because you like you said, you may not be a master of none of one thing, but you are very proficient in multiple areas. So it kind of helps, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it always gives you room to grow in each area. You know what I'm saying? If you were just only good at the one thing, you would never do the other things because that's the only thing you do. Right. You know there was I mean? a, there was one guy that was on Joe Rogan. He was talking about, he's into so many different things because he wants to live as many lives as he can mm. in his one life. Mm. And I really like that's a good way resonated yeah, resonated good way. with that because I just love so many things. Well I mean like I have a pile of books beside you that are fucking like so many different interests and I like that about myself. But I do envy those people that have that one thing. You right. know what I mean? But some people it's a lot you know, that path's already laid out for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And some people are more than happy to walk it. Some people like don't want, don't want to finish road. I want to cut through some brush. I want to see what's out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, I think it says a lot about how you're brought up too, because you could tell that his dad loved him to death. Yeah, you know, he just wanted him to be happy. He was very supportive, Dad. Like right. I really liked his dad in this movie. Oh, it's Paul Reiser. Yeah, of course. Like which <laughs> I was like really like impressed because he's more known for his comedy. Uh, to, that I've watched him in mm-hmm. and to see him play that concerned loving dad I was just like man that's fucking that, you take it back to school baby <laughs> take it back to acting school right um because I love that show Mad About You um that was a great show him and Helen Hunt were awesome um anyways uh so he goes to a competition and he fucking kills it but like the preparation for it like he only got it because he, the dude told the drummer, the starting drummer, like, "Hey man, if you lose your fucking music book, I'm gonna fucking murder you. Like, don't lose this shit." You know. That was really a really weird point or part of this movie is because they have these music books. Uh, he gives it to Miles Teller. Miles Teller lays it down, and it's obviously J.K. Simmons takes it, you know, to set him up for failure. And the kid, the main drummer, goes back to J.K. Simmons. He's like, I don't have this memorized. And I thought that was really weird because I feel like you would. Like being that proficient in drumming, music school, that you would have that memorized for the most part. He thought he would have it memorized because of the fucking hell he put him through the day before. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And that was, I think it was the one of the last tests he had. From Miles Teller. Maybe. Because as soon as he said, well, I don't have this shit memorized. I can't. I, I have to read the music. Yeah, because he knows that he can't. And like, Miles he's told Teller's you like, before, I, I need this to. so fucking much. Like, I've already has this shit memorized. I can yeah. do it right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, mm-hmm. that was Jimmy K. Simmons. Like, all right. 
Let's see what, Let's you, see what got. you got. Right. And he killed it. And I think that's where it fucked him up because he got that false sense of confidence. Like, all right, well, this dude put me through hell, but now I'm his guy. Mm-hmm. Like he sees what I'm about. Yeah. But J.K. Simmons keeps throwing shit keeps at him. He's going harder on him. Yeah. Like, he, to the point where it's like, I don't care if you make it. I want to break you. Right. He even brings in the shitty drummer from the old the practice that, room. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not good, but he only brings him in just to piss off Miles Teller's character. Like, well, now you got to go up against him. So he's bleeding all over this fucking drum set, and it's one of the most intense fucking things I've ever seen. J.K. Yeah. Simmons is just like, oh, don't you fucking stop. Keep fucking going. And faster, blood faster, is faster. pouring fucking out of his hands. Man. Right. And he finishes, and he's like, now we can start. Mm-hmm. And he's like, clean up. somebody clean the blood off my fucking drum set. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like. Whew. Yeah. It's really intense. So he's a poor college kid, man. And of course they do these fucking competitions in these fucking nice ass buildings off in the middle of fucking who knows where. So he has to take like two fucking buses, a Uber and gets a fucking rental car yeah. to go to this fucking thing. And he's running late. The bus breaks down. Everything goes fucking wrong. He leaves his drum set or leaves his drum sticks, sticks at the fucking rental car place. Mm-hmm. He has to go back. It's a really cool scene because that's when he fucking truly breaks because he knows that J.K. Simmons doesn't doesn't have his back, doesn't care. Like he's doing all this for the for his dream, and like the one person that he thought was trying to help him realize that dream, he just knows that he's just fucking fucking with him, right? Because the other guy, he's like, I can do this. He's like, fucking turn my pages, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And he's like, you better have your fucking stakes of this. So he's running back, dude. The fucking poor kid gets t-boned. Doing 50 <laughs> through a parking lot, damn near. Flips his fucking car, gets his sticks, and he's running through. He's got a concussion. He's yeah, he's bleeding all over. Face. He's bleeding on the fucking drum set. He somehow gets out there. The guy lets him go out there. Well, he doesn't even let he him. He doesn't let him. He's like, what are you doing? I need to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he runs to the fucking competition, sits down, and he's just covered in blood. Dirt. Can't drum. Fucking wreck. Yeah. Probably doesn't know what fucking day it is, and he's trying to keep rhythm. And he can't because his body's broken. (laughs) And he drops the fucking stick because he's probably got a broken arm or something. Right. And uh, J.K. Simmons is like, you're fucking done. Yeah. It's over. It's over. And then goes to tell the crowd what a piece of shit he is. And he just breaks, dude. And you watch him fucking great tackle form, by the way. I've played football for a long time. Great tackle. Takes him down and starts trying to beat his ass, but he can't because his arms are fucked. <laughs> just, what are you doing, you fucking faggot? You know, all this and that. But a lot of a lot of homophobia out of J.K. Simmons in this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. A lot of homophobia, a lot of, a lot of racism. Yeah, like, yeah this came out in 2014. It couldn't come out today. Dude, he... Uh, he got nominated for that shit. It was so good. Did he was he so good in this movie. I don't, I'm pretty sure he won for this movie, bro. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, this movie won some Academy Award. I don't oh, remember yeah. who it was, but... Yeah, it, it won some awards. Miles Teller, but I'm pretty sure it was J.K. Simmons won Best Supporting for this movie. And uh, so anyways, he they ended up pulling him off, and then it cuts to him and his dad in like the dean's office, or in an attorney's office, and... She's like, look, uh, oh, dude, there. That was another part I wanted to touch on because it kind of makes the whole movie okay make sense. Is uh, J.K. Simmons comes in and he's like fucking crying and shit, and like you don't see any kind of emotion out of this fucking guy, really, right? 
and he's like puts on a fucking CD and he's like this is Bobby so and so he was a horn player for me in class or whatever and yeah. he goes I pushed him he goes and he became one of the greatest uh, horn players you know ever and this and that and well he became like a third seat which in, in this movie like they set it up like seat one seat two seat three as if it's ranking like mm-hmm. that makes you better but that's not a real thing like just because you're sat in a different seat doesn't make you better than the other person. It just, you have a different part in the song. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's... No, first part, if you're first chair, you're the best of that section. Yeah. That's what I do remember. Well, I was listening, I was watching... No, I'm sure, like, now, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, you're all, like, once you get to that level, you're all getting paid. So whether you're the first chair or the third chair, it doesn't matter. Right. But there, I, I guarantee that there's got to be some kind of incentive to be first. Well, shout out to Adam Neely. Uh, he's, you know, graduated music school, and he's, like, a prolific jazz player, and he was saying that that's not a real thing. Oh, really? Yeah, so... I mean, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking from somebody else's well, experience. Well, like I said, maybe now it's not. But like when I was in school, at least in middle school, that's what it was. Like third, second, and first chair was like, "Yo, you're the better player." So well, I think this chair. took. I think this took his um his music school experience was from high school. I think right. So maybe in well, high school said, it was his thing. You yeah, got marching band. You got this band. You know, right. they do other shit. Um, but yeah. I, anyways, but yeah, he was like he ended up being. Such and such Third chair, chair yeah. big time, you know, thing, and he was, he was, he was special, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. like you could tell it, like touched him, you know. He's like, all right, let's just get it. And then the first fucking song, as soon as Miles Teller starts playing, he's what the fuck, and he just goes back into fucking beast mode, and mm-hmm. then that's when he does the he's swapping dr- drummers out one, two, three. He tells everybody else, I'm not doing anything until I can get a fucking drummer to play. My fucking tempo. I'll be here all fucking night. I'm sorry, guys. I'm serious. Go get a fucking, go get a snack. Go yeah. take a shit, you know. And uh, those people go out there and and then you could tell that they've been in there five, six fucking hours. And these three guys are, all three of them wore the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You can tell they've just been in there getting fucking hammered. Right. And he just keeps insulting them worse and worse every fucking time. And then finally, that's when, you know, Miles Teller bleeds and does all that shit. Right. I really thought after that scene, he won him over. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was just like, there's no fucking way. But then the car accident scene happens. Well, that's the thing about this movie is like, you think Miles Teller makes it and then he pulls the rug. Oh my God. You think he gets on his good side and then he pulls the rug. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. then the lady, they're in the office and he's like, hey, you know, he'll never know you testified, you know, but you're not the first kid that said that he's been abusive. Well, because she talks about the kid that died. He actually he says killed- he died in a car accident, but mm-hmm. really he killed himself. And they yes. said that he got anxiety and all this other shit from J.K. JK Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. So it was like he made it. But look what he did. He broke him to make it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought that that was really kind of shitty. Like if J.K. Simmons would have said he killed himself. Then it would have been like, you know what, yeah, he's, he was a weaker person. Like, that would have felt like he would have fit his character more than making something up. Because that means, like, you felt guilty because you knew you fucking pushed him. Well, him. the thing is, is he was trying to take credit for his success. Like, he was a great player. He was my student. And, you know, that's he was just taking credit for how successful he was. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Well, I don't know. I just, I thought that he was like, because like when he does that, he was, when he has his little speech when they get, because he sees him playing mm-hmm. and they end up sitting down to have a drink on him and he doesn't know that Miles Teller tests. Well, he knows, but he 
makes it lead leads him on to believe that he does not know that he testified against him. Right. And he's like, yeah, I think somebody from his class went in there and fucking testified and made up lies. He's like, I push kids. I'm not going to lie. He's like, you could tell. He's like, I pushed you. Yeah. He and goes, that story he keeps telling is an exaggeration. Didn't really happen that way. Mm-hmm. The, uh, he threw the symbol at his head. He's like, no, he just apparently just dropped the symbol on the ground. It's just a exaggerated story for the movie. Mm. Just throw it. I'd throw that fun fact out. Okay. But anyways, he was like, I'm not going to apologize for how he said, because at least I tried. I at least tried to give something back to music and jazz and all that. Mm-hmm. He goes, because if not, he goes, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Right. And that's where it comes back to pushing people the right way. Right. And like he's crossing the line of that's asshole. What I, said. I like his intentions, but the way he was trying to get people there, it's not, doesn't work. Yeah, that it's not way the right everybody. way. Like, but so he tells him like, Hey man, you know, I got this thing. I would love to see you, you know, right. Come out and away. He's like, Oh, why don't you get so, so he's like, you know, I only got him to fuck with you. Yeah. Like just come through play. And the other guy quit drums all to, or quit music altogether. Went for a different major. Yeah, He's a fucking, he's trying to be a doctor. So yeah. 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 Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was like, damn bro, you made him a fucking quit music, bro. He's just like, I don't want to hear music anymore. Yeah. I just rather save lives. Wow. But anyways, uh, so he goes and um, right before, right before he goes out there, uh, he fucking walks over and he's like, I fucking know it was you. He's like, do I look like I'm fucking stupid? Yeah. I know it was you, you piece of shit. Fucking told or, you know, that testified. Right, right, right. And then just walks away. Yeah. And then talks to the crowd and like starts. He goes, we're going to start off a little something I like to call. An original piece. Yeah. So he gives them the wrong music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he tries to play it. And then he's just like, you're fucking, you're You're done. done. He says it again to him. Yeah. So he walks off stage. His dad there. And he's like trying to be like, you know, that supportive dad. And then he's just like, you know what? Fuck this guy, bro. Yeah, let's go. Let's 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 go, son. And Miles Teller, I'm proud because like if I really was like, dude, this is that point. Like if you if you just hang it up, like this whole movie was for nothing. For right, me. and it's one of those. It's a lose lose situation, so you might as well come out on top. And I because loved it. if he walks away, J.K. Simmons wins. Mm-hmm. If he goes back, J.K. Simmons wins. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to do it for yourself, and that's. So the you, turning point in the movie is he's no longer trying to impress J.K. Simmons. He's well because his future was fucked at that point. He got right he, out of the school and all that other shit because he fucking assaulted a teacher. Exactly. So it's either I do this now or just you know hang it up forever. So he goes back out there. He plays his fucking heart out for himself, not for J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's a great scene because that's when you see. Cause I love it. He goes out there and he's playing and he's playing. And yeah. uh, J.K. Simmons is kind of like, "All right, motherfucker, what's up?" And then he looks over at him, and Miles Teller's just not even fucking doing it. He's just fluid at this point. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's in the fucking zone, is yeah. what I called it. Like, right. And he just mouths it very subtly to J.K. Simmons. Fuck you. <laughs> I loved it, dude. I was like, that made my fucking day with that. Um, and even J.K. Simmons is into it now. He's up 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 on the drum set. Keep going going like he said and then he finally hits that shit and Mm -hmm. then you see the smile like the whole fucking movie he's just had the scowl on and then you see the smile and then fucking he just fucking kills it dude and he's got fucking he's got fucking sweat and blood he just 
he just poured his whole fucking soul into that drum set. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's when the fucking movie cuts, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's how you end a fucking movie right there, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? It wasn't bad. But the end, the last 30 oh, minutes yeah, I get of you. It, you feel like you're there playing that drum set. Like yeah, you're I, the I one. felt the fucking pain from his hands. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how hard he was playing that fucking set. Dude. Right. And just like as a human being, you're rooting for him, bro. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I'm not that type of musically inclined person that I like. I understood. Like that if I hadn't been in band in middle school, I would have had no idea. But that's the thing shit. is you get into that sh- those shoes like you're not even you don't even care about music or you don't care about playing the drums but you care about I, I, pouring I your soul saying. into yeah, yeah, yeah. a thing yeah i get you i get what you're saying because like certain movies that's how you know they're really good like when mm-hmm. you watch apollo 13 like you feel like i've never don't know what it has it's like to be an astronaut at all but you feel that struggle with those fucking guys exactly that, it pulls little, you in emotionally right Castaway, shit like that you know i don't know why i'm just going tom hanks but like just movies like that where like you're in that struggle with that character and you're just like fuck if he doesn't make it i don't know if i'm gonna make it right and that's great fucking filmmaking yes. and that's what this movie did right in that last five set five minutes you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it really pulled it together and it brought my love of the movie up a lot more yeah i knew you would like this one that's why i kind of started off with this one yeah that was a that was a good switch um yeah. I was thinking about what I was going to give it on the way over here. Yeah. And uh, I'm going 8-1. 8-1. 8-1. Yeah. First. 8 first... Why the 1? Why the 1? Because <laughs> like an eight, a 8 is a great movie. Mm-hmm. You know, but the point one, it's just that little extra because that's what it gave me at the end. It's that. This the sprinkles on top of your ice cream. Right. <laughs> now, because of the type of movie it is, I couldn't give it a nine mm-hmm. because it's not one that I'll just throw on every day. Nah, this is like the third time I've watched it. As right. much as I love it, I just it's not a put on every day movie. But that's why it gets an eight because mm-hmm. it's so great that you don't have to watch it all the time. You right. can just throw it on that once in a while and it still get that eight. Yeah. But the point one is just a little sprinkle. Right. I give it like a highly, highly. I can't recommend this movie enough. Yeah. If you if you're into if you if you're a J.K. Simmons fan or Miles, Miles Teller, Teller, either one. I, there's one person I can't recommend this to, and it's jazz players. Like if you're a la- legitimate jazz player, you oh, yeah. won't like this movie because it doesn't. It gets a lot of things wrong. Right. Well, I I had no idea because I thought that shit was like real deal. Like, That's the thing with was, somebody you know? that doesn't know. Right. It has enough to fool you into thinking everything's legit because Adam Neely had a good point. He's like. It I look at feels... it like how uh, military people watch like movies about military. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's not how we do that. Well, but... I I have this thing where if you're really good at something, don't watch movies about that thing. Yeah. Because true. it's not going to be what you like. Joe Rogan hates Warrior because he's like, that's not how MMA is. What are you talking <laughs> about? And it's just because he's a fucking MMA commentary. Right, right. So. That's why he didn't do the movie. Yeah. Everybody always made fun of him because they got his friend, Brian Callahan, to do it. He's like, it's because they couldn't afford Joe. <laughs> That's why they got you. You're playing Joe Rogan in the movie about the MMA. Could you right? imagine playing your best friend in a movie? That's funny. Because like, I remember when he would come on Joe Rogan's show, he would Joe Rogan would always fuck with him. Like, how much did you get paid to play me with hair? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, he was fucking with him about it. Him, him, I think it was Ari Shafir, wasn't it? That was in it. He might have been in it, but no, the commentary. Yeah, I think it was Ari. Mm-mm. No, it's Brian. Is it? I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Well, I know he's in it. Like I said, it's been a while since I've seen Warrior. Right. 
I don't know if Ari's in the movie or not. But. Anyway. But anyway, that's what I was... Uh, that's how I feel about these kind of movies. That's why I don't recommend it to jazz people. Right. I just recommend it to everyone else. <laughs> no, but that is, it, it was a good one. Yeah. It, it was. I enjoyed it. Um, one thing I didn't touch on, but the editing in this movie... I'm a, I realize I'm a huge fan of like really good editing and this is top tier edits the way they, when he's playing the drums, how it like edits everything together. So good. Like I said, like it, it like it makes you want to play drums. Yeah. Like it makes you movie. feel like you're playing the drums. Yeah. And, uh, I want to play the drums. I know. Like I said, Miles Teller, uh, I always liked him, but I got a better appreciation for him after watching this one too, because you know, he, he's done comedy. I've seen him do comedy. I've seen him do uh, action. I've seen him do, like, I enjoy War Dogs. I think that's, I think he's good in that. Um, J.K. Simmons, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I was yeah. just kind of looking through the fun facts. J.K. Simmons won 47 awards for his role as Fletcher. I told you. I told you that that, that was a big movie 47 for yeah. awards. I didn't even know there were that many awards to be given out. He, because of this, that's what got him Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. Not that they fucking used him at all, but yeah. Like. This is one of the most the lowest grossing movies ever to be nominated at the Academy Awards Best Picture. I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> it won. I know it won some stuff. Some stuff. <laughs> did he win for Best Supporting Actor? Uh, probably. I it, I I don't see it on here. I figured the Oscars would be like the first things they'd have up. What yeah. going for you know um there was one part in the movie that i was kind of like because eh, i i i know a little about jazz and whenever miles teller goes into that club when jk simmons is playing on the piano or whatever i'm like why are we doing like smooth elevator jazz that's not real jazz like jazz is high energy playing off each other you know kind of stuff and i was like that felt weird to me i kind of wish they would have done that part different I also love that scene. I just thought about his bag when, like, when he first gets in there, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, um, he goes through and he's like, somebody's out of tune. He's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're, are you out of fucking tune? And he goes through this whole thing. I've been carrying your fat ass too long. Get your shit and get the fuck out, Leland. Congratulations, your fucking third chair. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and for the record, Williams, it was you that was out of tune. But the fact that he didn't know was just as bad. Yeah. It just lets you know. Harsh. I was just like, holy fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, you better make fucking Marines, dog. Like, you're in the wrong field. Like, <laughs> you're wasted in music, bro. You should be out there training killers. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's why he won all the awards, because he fucking took it there. Yeah. Like, if this was the first J.K. Simmons movie I'd ever seen, I'd be like, wow, this sets the fucking bar. Dog. Right. This is the greatest movie ever, or greatest actor I've ever seen. But you know what the first movie I remember, like, comes to mind, like, when I do think of, like, when I started seeing him and stuff? Spider-Man. No. Well, I even, yeah, yeah, but he had hair, so. It yeah, it was weird. Threw you off. <laughs> Juno. I loved him as Juno's dad. Oh, I forgot he was in that. I yeah. loved him as Juno's dad. I haven't seen that in so fucking long. When I saw that movie, I didn't love the movie, yeah. I, even though I think it's got a good little message and everything. And mm-hmm. Jason Bateman plays a dick in it, and I don't like that. <laughs> you know, I don't like it when he plays a dick. But, uh, but yeah, I just remember thinking, like, you know, for trying to capture a middle-aged man whose 16-year-old daughter just came home pregnant, you know, like, 
I just thought like he was just like the best dad you could be like yeah. big dad in that movie in mm-hmm. that movie you know because like he was just completely fucking lost he had like no idea what to say to her or anything and she was just kind of like coaching him through it and I just love their banter in that movie like between her and him that felt like a real father daughter you know and I was like thinking to myself like because I was probably fucking 15 16 when that movie came yeah, out yeah yeah because I remember it being big in high school and uh that was one of like I just the remember first... thinking like, man, I hope if I have a daughter one day that she's that confident, like, comfortable. Like, right. Like I hope she loves me and feels that good about our relationship that she would just tell me. Yeah. That no matter what, you know. <laughs> um, whenever I was a teenager, I lost my virginity, right? <laughs> I told both my my parents were divorced, so I told them separately. Mm. I told my mom, guess what she did? Cried. No, she went out and bought me a like 40 pack of condoms. Nice. She's like, if you're going to do it, be use safe. these. Be safe. Yeah. You know, I told my dad, you know what he said? Don't tell me that shit. Really? <laughs> I swear to God. That's like the exact opposite. Right. The exact opposite of my house. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Yeah, your dad's like, good job, he son. Fuck, he high fived me about fucking time. Yeah. I thought you were gay. <laughs> my mom. Fucking started boohooing. Did she really? In the middle of the fucking restaurant. I was just like, Mom, stop. That was not good timing on your part, though. I'm sorry. I failed you. You're my baby. And I'm like, Oh, God, don't do that. Yeah, she's like, You just don't want to hear that come from your child. You know, I'm like, Mom, I'm fucking 16. Like, I'm not 12. You know what I mean? Right. You catch me fucking her in a woodshed or anything, like, right? You, know? you didn't like pay for. I'm like damn near an adult. Like it's not that bad, you know. Right. She was just like, it just it just hits your ears wrong, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Now I would fucking <laughs> obviously I would shit. My kids are young, so like, but yeah, one day I'm gonna have to hear that fucking shit just like they did, you mm-hmm. know. And now as a parent, I think back and I'm just like, fuck. I hope I'm not an asshole. You know what I mean? Handle it like my mom did. Just go out and buy them protection and being like, I know you're going to fuck. Just use this. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's just, anyway, it's just parenting in general. It's crazy. So I watched a bunch of movies mm-hmm. since our last talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Venom versus Carnage. I rented it, watched loved it. loved it, didn't you? I didn't love it. Nah. It was fun. You can tell g- they cut a lot out of it. Yeah. I, that's what me and my dad said when we saw it. We were just like, man, doesn't feel like they that movie wasn't long at all. Like, I just, I just like feel it. I feel like it was the same movie though. Just no, I loved, I loved. You know what? And I told you this when I saw it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned it on here, but I really feel like Tom Hardy kind of phoned it in. Yeah, he did. And you could tell he's just not in. He's he's not getting what he signed up for. Well, I think on I the first like. one he saw that he cut so much out that it just. Oh well, y'all He's are gonna jaded. play it like this. Yeah, like, you told me we were gonna get to do like real shit in here. Like, so he's a little. I think he's a little jaded, and he's like, whatever. It's a paycheck at this point. And then I think the same thing. I think when they said, "Hey, man, we're gonna make Woody natural born killy. Woody's gonna be fucking carnage, bro. We're gonna mm-hmm. get to go rated R. We're going hard R, baby. We're gonna get the the movie you wanted." Right. And then they did it again. And I think he's over that shit. Like yeah. he's like, bro, I'm not here. He's like. But he said the only reason he played Venom is because his son asked him to play Venom. Right. He said, my son loves Venom. And he said, Dad, play Venom. So that's why I did it. So, like, you would think he'd be okay with the PG-13 because I don't think his son's, like, 
20 or nothing like but he knows venom he knows how venom is and it needs to be r to be a proper so movie. you're gonna want your son to watch people get their heads and shit ripped off i don't know I how mean, old his son is well i'm just Parenting. saying like i guess i don't know i don't know and you're getting paid a shit ton of money dog like i feel like you should get your best effort every time no 100 percent. um but i don't hate it me and my son both had a great time and we both saw it at the pg-13 now would I, I have liked more hardcore gore for sure but you know, it was cool that I could still see it with him. You know I, mean? I didn't hate it. I just, you know, it was fine. Like the first one, it's fine. It doesn't, I just, I didn't feel like it made any step to make people will be like, oh, fuck, we need a third one. Yeah. You know, like, I don't feel like it pushed it, you know, the way it needed to go. I think so, too. Um, But I loved the, 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 the relationship of Carnage and Screech. I thought that was, um, Shriek, sorry. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought all that was cool. I just, uh, I don't know, man. Just, they didn't go hard enough, I felt like. Yeah, that's how I feel. It just didn't go hard enough. You know what else I watched? What else did you Spider-Man. watch? Spider-Man. Fuck yeah. Went to the theater Fuck with the wife yeah. and watched it. Loved it. What? You were so excited to talk about I it last time. I fucking loved it, bro. Yeah. We got every Spider-Man, bro. <laughs> Spoilers. As a fucking kid. It's been a month, bro. If you yeah. ain't seen it by now, I don't care. Like... I thought it was a good popcorn movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does nothing as far as like pushing boundaries of filmmaking, but it, the 12 year old kid in me fucking was screaming at the top of his lungs. (laughs) I even yelled that shit in the theater when I saw all three of them together. Did you really? Fuck yeah. My son's like, dad, stop. I'm like, I don't care, son. It's awesome. You're those people in the theater that I fucking hate. You nah, just... man, I wasn't the only one, dude. I heard other dads in there too. Everyone's cheering. Yeah, dude, that was one of those movies, and that's like that's the that's the good shit, bro. Because I was with my son, and we got to see it, and then like you know, everybody just left that theater getting exactly what they fucking wanted, bro. It was fun. It was a good fun movie. We even got a Charlie Cox cameo, bro. Yeah. How did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. What? I fucking was like, oh it was, my god! Oh it my was. God. I wish he was in it more. You oh, know who I did love? Willem Dafoe. Oh brought my god, dude! His fucking game. He took him back to school, baby. Bro, he blew my mind. I want how a Green Goblin solo movie. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I want Willem Dafoe. I want more of that. Jamie Foxx did a better job this time around. That's what like, I heard. I didn't watch the well, first one, so they made him uh, more comic accurate. In oh, okay. This one. Like he's not fucking blue. And all that other shit. Uh, Sandman was great. I love that guy that plays Sandman. He um, had such a small part that I was like, and him and Croc. Well, he's got small parts in everything he's ever been in. Like True. he's he's Thomas Churchill, I think's his name. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy him in that movie. I mean, he was fine. Something. It was just yeah. very. There wasn't anything to sink my teeth into. Shout out to the old school man. I'm a big Wings guy. I'm a big <laughs> Wings fan. Uh. No. Um. Oh, and fucking Alfred Molina, bringing back Doc Ock, who has always that's, been my favorite comic book villain. That's the part. That's the one I got excited about because yeah. I was a huge uh, fan of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So to see Doc Ock come back, I was like, yeah. And I, I really enjoy uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I think he yeah, he's very, job. very um, good. He's a good actor in general, but I love him in those. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it, I thought they did a great job of bringing all those people together to make a movie. And it wasn't just 
shit because sometimes they it's did like you know you now was it in game good no but it, it, was, it was up it's up there like yeah. the writing was solid it was pretty funny they it did was a good job of tying it all together action was great i didn't like they killed my girl marissa tomei i didn't like that yeah but uh but you had to move the character forward exactly and there's a lot of good stuff there was a lot of good things to sink your te- teeth into. Mm. It didn't feel like nostalgia bait like a lot of these movies. Segue into, uh, did you watch Matrix? Not yet. Not yet. I have to watch. Don't tell me because I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I was going to just do like a quick like talk about it. I think I'm going to make a whole episode about the new Matrix. All right. Because if you I want, have, bro, I'll watch it this week. We'll do it. I don't, we don't have to do it next week, but right. in the near future, we're going to do an episode on the new Matrix because I think there's a lot to dissect in that movie. That's what I heard. I, I haven't stayed, I've stayed away from it for the most part, but I watched it. I felt a certain way, but then I'm starting to hear all this other stuff that's coming out about it. And I'm just like, I want to do like a deep dive in that movie. So I'm going to use a whole episode to talk about it. So yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. Uh, it's on HBO. I know. Um, I did watch Peacemaker with John Cena. How was that? Hilarious. Is it? It's fucking funny as shit. Yeah. I've, I've watched the only three episodes. Oh my God. The book of Boba Fett, bro. I know you don't give a fuck about Star Wars. I but, really don't. But dude, it is so fucking good, bro. It's like is Mandalorian. It a show or a It's movie? a series like Mandalorian. This one's just talking about Boba Fett. Like when you think he dies mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know, the fucking Sarlacc pit. Right. Takes him in. The first scene is him getting fucking digested in that thing's stomach, bro. <laughs> and there's like a fucking stormtrooper that's been in there. And like he goes over there and takes the fucking oxygen out of the stormtrooper helmet, puts it in his. And then you see him shove his fucking arm into the intestine of this fucking thing and just starts blowtorching it from the inside. That's a good that's a good starting point. I like I like that opening. Dude, and it's so funny because in Parks and Rec, Patton Oswald has this fucking speech about a Boba Fett series that they never did, like and he's asking for money to make it. <laughs> and he literally describes the first fucking scene. We 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 set on the two sons of Tatooine, a a arm of a Mandalorian armor comes through this from a Starlack pit, climbs from the ring, and it's literally the first fucking scene of the Book of Boba Fett. Well, I'm sure they took it from it. Oh, they yeah, were like, we should it. do yeah, that. Yeah, he called it for sure. And it looks amazing, bro. Yeah. And I, I can't speak enough good things about the Book of Fett, dog. Go watch that. Is it a whole series? Is our, the whole thing already out, or do no, I have no, to wait for each? Disney does you, Disney does, Disney does you dirty. They do yeah. you a weekend episode. Yeah, I'll wait till the whole thing. Yeah, no, maybe no, for sure because it's killing me to wait the fucking seven days. Yeah. Like, I I still haven't sat down and watched Mandalorian either. So, oh my god, you, you need to watch that first. Mandalorian's hard. Yeah, I love it. I watched the first episode and I liked it. Star Wars fans, please don't attack me when you see me. But I liked the Mandalorian, the two seasons of the Mandalorian. I liked more than two out of the three new 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 sequels. I liked it more than uh, Force Awakens. And Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I heard. I heard that. Return of the or Last Jedi. All but the last twenty minutes of that. It was not as good. That as whole me. movie's trash. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. What are you talking about? Oh. Last Jedi is hard as fuck, son. Love that fucking Star Wars movie, bro. <laughs> it's like my favorite one. Yeah. I don't know. Rise of Skywalker's pretty dope. I like that they did old school Palpatine. I like that. <laughs> 
Like I said, I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a sucker for, give me my childhood, baby. Uh, Feed it you to me, You were the nostalgia bait fucking consumer. Dude, They, I am the reason why these guys are making millions of dollars, as people like me. Yeah. Just give me my childhood again. Something else I watched mm-hmm. is uh, the new Scream is coming out, Scream 5. It's crazy. I'm going to see it today. Are you really? Yep. So, yeah, I know, fun fact, I've never seen Scream. What? Any of them. What? Yeah. I told that to the wife. She's like, we're buying Scream today. So I got the, I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram. All four. I got three. The first three on Blu-ray. Mm. It was only 15 bucks. So I was like, why the fuck not? The second and third one suck. I felt like. I watched the second one. It was meh. But I heard a lot of people have fun with the third one. So. Yeah. Well, you get an awesome Jay and Bob cameo. Do you really? Yeah. It's like the most random fucking cameo ever in a movie. I'll have to. Now I'm kind of excited. It's, I didn't it's, watch the third one. I only watched the first two. Yo, that fucking Corny Chong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. So yeah, I got Scream Blu-rays. I'm talking about my little little collection. We're gonna talk. Oh, about dude, that. I got some too. Yeah? yeah. Well, you can do yours after mine because. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Another one I'm putting on your list. You should TikTok this, bro. <clears throat> you and your fucking TikTok. Yeah, bro. It's War with Cinema. I don't want to be on it. You made a haul of your DVDs. I don't care. So uh, I might save this one for Halloween or I might do it in the middle of the year. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. But I bought this one because I wanted to have it. It's fucking malignant. Oh, yeah. Do you kept talking about that? Yeah. He, James Wan, huh? Right. A lot of people hated it. Hate it. A lot of people love it. I'm in the camp of loving it because it's one of the most fun, cheesy films I've ever seen. And I can't wait to talk about it and watch it again because it's just so silly. In the best way possible. All right. Yeah. Um. Do you know what this is? It's a box. It's a box. But do you know what's, what's in, in the box? What's in the box? This was a Christmas present from my cool. mother. Yeah. I feel like I've seen it. Underworld, the entire collection. All of the Underworld movies. Even Awakens. It's the 4K of all of the Underworlds. I and didn't really like Blood Wars. I sat down and watched all of them back to back to back. I love the... I'm sure by the fifth one you were like over it. <laughs> okay, so I have to look at these. Because I did not care for Awakening. It was pretty... Or Blood Wars. I loved Blood Wars. Oh my god, that was so terrible. I loved it. I kept thinking to myself, like, now the bitch could turn into fucking Vapor too. Like, she's got every fucking power, now she can turn into a Yes, and it's too. amazing. That was probably the coolest part, I ain't gonna lie. The fucking vapor vampires. I was like, whatever, dude. Like, I just so, remember watching it thinking, this is the fucking slapstickiest shit I've ever seen in my it's, life. It's a silly series. It's right. not meant to be taken serious. It's just oh, no, dumb man. fun. I, the, the first one was so good, dude. The first two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the second one, I kind of started falling off a little bit. Actually, I like the third one, the prequel. Yeah, it's a, more I like that a lot. One, yeah. The first three I fucking loved, and I didn't get around to watching the last two until I bought until I got the uh, rest of them. Old boy that plays the werewolf, I don't really like him as an actor. Really, I don't, I don't think he's that good. He's all, the only movie I like him in is like Dark Blue. Mm. Like, I don't really like him as an actor, but I see. I, I got one more. I got oh, one more. I thought you had them all. No, I didn't get them all. Good, good. So I finally got this one in the mail. I see you probably seen oh, it on yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. TikTok or the Instagram or whatever. I love the case already. It is so good. It's Dune 4K Steelbook. That's one I wish I would have watched. You're going to watch it. Everybody's talked to I'm scared to let you borrow this though. You know why? Cuz it's a steelbook. Cuz they're absolutely sold out of these. 
You cannot get this unless you get the secondhand market. That reminds me, dude. You gave me unhinged. Like, why? Are we what? Are we, were we going to do I that? I hated it. Were we going to do it? Or no. you just gave that to me? That's it, yours. You oh, can I have thought it. you were letting me borrow it like to watch it. I'm like, why the fuck did he give me unhinged? I saw it today when I was grabbing your other movies. No, it's for you to just have because I, I did not like it. Did you watch it? Not yet. And we can do it on the podcast if you want to, just so I can shit all over it. I hated it. It was a recommendation from Mick. Well, I brought you your Christmas gift that I got, and then I brought you uh, <laughs> brought Whiplash back. All right, appreciate it. Willie's Wonderland, you're fucking feeding into my Nicolas Cage. Well, obsession. you know, at least at least you didn't spend any money on that, which I feel better about. <laughs> so. Well, thank you. I'll feed your Nick Cannon in a session. There's worse things. I could be giving you money for drugs, I guess. This is true. <laughs> you just want to buy shitty Nick Cage movies. I can't yeah. get behind that. The uh, I didn't get a big haul. I didn't get a big haul at, mm. the, at the flea market. You didn't find a lot? Well, I was there on lunch. So, oh, okay. You know, I can't really dig through the bins like That's, I like to. It's so weird that you go during lunch. Like, I'll you go really on, love it. I only go on Sundays. I you're still going during I, your lunch break. I mean, what else am I gonna do? Just sit in my car and get fatter? I yeah. mean, like at least I'm burning some calories. I guess. I'm surprised you make it back in time. I oh, yeah, I've got it down to a science. I know I can be out there for thirty of the forty five. Damn. And then that's I give, impressive. I give myself a ten minute window to get Do you out. have like a sandwich you walk around and eat while you're looking or No, uh usually on Sundays I'll either bring something for lunch and I'll just eat it before I clock out. And then go, or I'll stop at the gas station to get cash back, and I'll already have called and had me a burger made. Oh, smart. See, you got it down to a science. Oh, I mean, I fucking pay the light bill in that fucking store for a lot of years, so they, they hooked me up. Right. Nick, what's up? Yep, the usual. All right, dog, I got you. <laughs> it's all rang up, ready to go when I get there. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't take me but five minutes. I see one of your movies, and I'm surprised you don't have it. I do. This is just a better copy of it. I guess if you're only paying a quarter for it. That's what it was. And look at it, dude. It's a special edition one. Yeah. It's not 4K or anything, but I'm pretty sure I already have this type of Scarface. I think I have the platinum edition. I just don't think it had. You don't have the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. But the sleeve is what's so cool. Like the feel of it. It is pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway. Such an overrated movie. I love Scarface, bro. You think I got the scar from eating pussy? <laughs> so many quotable lines. It is very quotable. Then I got the movie Marauders with Bruce Willis and uh, the guy from SVU. I heard that was terrible. Yeah, it's a quarter. So I know. heard it was terrible. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got some, some, some people that can act in it. I'm surprised they put that out on DVD. Batista? I thought it was like a straight to... Adrian Grenet from Entourage. And then, just to always stick with the nostalgia, baby. <laughs> the original, baby. I've never seen a dog with such a wet-ass jumper, bro. Like This dog could shoot better than me from the perimeter. I don't know, man. I've loved this movie when it came out. I was like eight or nine. Yeah, that's a my, fun. My mom took me to see it in theaters, and I kept trying to like feed my dog fucking pudding cups and teach <laughs> how to shoot free throws, and the dog just ended up dying from diabetes or something. But like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding, folks. <laughs> the dog loved the pudding cups, but she was fine. She lived yeah. for years. Especially but when they boxers were on your cock. don't have that nose. 
like a fucking golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. The golden retriever, the reason why the dog could shoot the ball is because its fucking nose is just built for it. Yeah. It's perfect. And my dog, my boxer. Yeah, they have a smushed in face. Yeah, so. And it just wouldn't shoot the ball. Like a full basketball, it would just be like, what the fuck? Why did you just hit me with that? Like, Yeah, it's funny how each dog has their own thing. Like uh, English bulldogs love skateboarding. Yeah, dude, and they're good Like at if you it. put a skateboard near them, they They'll have the urge. They just fucking go, bro. You don't even have to teach them to do it. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Uh, I love those videos on the internet of just the bulldogs riding with their fucking. God, that's my fucking spirit animal. Like, I don't want to walk. I just want to be lazy. So yeah. they get their fat asses on that fucking skateboard push. <laughs> they smell terrible, though. Do they? Yeah. Well, I heard they can. They have glandular issues. They have a lot of issues. Yeah. yeah they are very. Like it's like pugs. Yeah. They just. Yeah. There's certain animals that just have health problems. But they are adorable, though. Oh, yeah. They're English fucking... bulldogs are adorable and they're expensive as shit. Oh, yeah. My cousin's got one. Those pure breeds are. Yeah. They really got expensive. the paperwork and everything for it. It's like a, owning another car. This dog has papers. I hate when that, that that's a thing. Like I know. But. <laughs> Uh, we got, we, we got, we gave our, uh, we gave our things. Um, I'm going, I told you I wanted to do a fucking action movie to start the year off. Yes, you did. 2022, baby. <laughs> you said shoot em up movie. And I was like, we already did that. No, no, no. I yeah, just, I know. That's the kind of style I right. wanted to do. And, uh, I want to do heat. Damn. You come out guns blazing. Yeah. So we're doing fucking heat. We're not fucking around. I see that. 2022 is all business, baby. Right. Heat. Oh, my God. I am so fucking excited now. Yep. I, I figured you would I fucking love heat. Figured you would be. It is goat. It's a good movie. Great heist movie. It's one of the best crime dramas. I don't want to have to put you down, but I will. It's fucking gold, baby. Having Al Pacino... And fucking Robert De Niro in the same room, like, literally giving each other <laughs> giving each other dialogue. Fuck off. That's like the that's like the movie with the two biggest actors are in it the least amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together, right? Like, but that scene is so. Oh, I can't wait to oh, talk about diner it. Scene. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I big news, baby. You didn't bring it. I thought you had it. Yeah, I do. Have I was it. I'm just fucking with you. I was like, there's no way you don't know the heat, bro. Like, I'm not giving you my copy. <laughs> I gotta watch that. I was entertaining the idea of doing like war movies because there's a few. Like, I'm not a big war movie guy, but there's I a got couple, a couple that I really do love. Though. Like Platoon, I do Full Metal that. Jacket. I love that. I um, love fucking Fury. Yeah, Fury's good Fury's too. Awesome. I didn't watch Dunkirk yet. I have it. I have it Still too. I haven't I watched it. For a quarter. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't watched it though. So heat. Oh man, I'm just fucking excited now. Michael Moore, baby. Oh yeah. So next week, folks, that's uh that's what we you get a little trip down memory lane. Hell yeah, until then. Later, y'all. Later. <laughs>